Let's revisit our lead story from today. At 3 o'clock, we spoke to Solicitor General Mike Farnworth uh, in regards to a letter uh, he uh, sent to Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke and Council. Uh, and basically, uh, he was expressing concern uh, over uh, the vote next week. And it's not the vote that concerns him. It's the fact that what are the facts that will be presented to Surrey City Council, which they will vote on. Of course, those facts will be a report put together by city staff. And uh, Mr. Farnworth and his staff on the public service have basically said, look, let's have a agreed set of uh, information. We've got experts here. We want to make sure you have all the right information. We want to make sure the report uh, at, at its core encapsulates our concerns and your legal requirements moving forward in regards to deciding uh, what police force you will choose. So it's really about, look, let's have an agreed set of facts before you vote. Uh, and the fact that he had to send the letter was interesting enough. And in that letter, I want to do, I want to add a, read a, a snippet for you. It says, quote, I am concerned that should council vote on a plan that does not adequately address the mandatory and binding conditions on the transition, this already precarious situation could become further destabilized in an expedited timeline. This could create a policing crisis, which puts into question safe and effective policing in the city of Surrey. Now, this letter uh, was sent out, is dated uh, June 13th. It was sent uh, yesterday uh, to council. Now, uh, the man who got his hands on this letter before anybody else was Richard Zussman, Global BC's legislative reporter, and he joins us now. Hello, Richard. Hey, Jess. How are you? I'm good. Uh, walk me through this. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not saying this letter is unprecedented, but boy, what I've just read here certainly tells you uh, there's a tremendous amount of concern from the minister and the staff uh, from the provincial government side, it looks like, in regards to what information will be before Surrey City Council next week. Yeah, things are really coming into focus now in terms of what's going to unfold over the next few weeks. And all of this lines up to me to look like there is, in essence, no way the province believes that the city of Surrey can meet the conditions imposed that would keep the Surrey RCMP uh, operating uh, in the community. And uh, I think my understanding is yesterday uh, the province got word uh, that they were not going to have access uh, to uh, that information the council was voting on. And with that, the minister, in essence, said, well, if we don't have access to this information, we have no idea if you're voting on a plan that would even meet our conditions. And these conditions are extremely hard to meet. I also spoke to the premier today about that here at an event in, on Vancouver Island. What he said was the minister's sole responsibility is to ensure that when the people of Surrey call 911, they get the service they need. And if the city will not share the information around how they will police the community, how can the public safety minister possibly do his job to ensure safety? So those are the concerns outlined in the letter from the premier, and it's all lining up to me to indicate that no matter if council does this without the province seeing the plan, ultimately the province very well will step in and say, you don't meet the conditions, we need to move forward with Surrey Police Service. So by that vote, by that vote... Um, the minister actually has a direct say into this. I mean, uh, if they don't have an agreed set of facts, if they had an agreed set of facts, unless they, let's say they still went with the RCMP and said, if we have a plan for this transition, it could have moved forward. But basically, they're putting power in the hands of the Solicitor General here to actually come down with a hammer. Yeah, and I think that this is what 
Mike Farnworth is preparing the city for. Like, these conditions are not, you know, how about you try to see if you can do this, and if you can't, well, we can work with you. The letter describes these are very strict conditions that have been put in place, and it in essence ensures that the RCMP does not poach from other detachments, that they ensure that those jobs promised for rural communities are there. You know, there's no belief in the province that they can meet those things. We talked about this yesterday, Jazz. Like, there are significant concerns from the province about what Surrey police would do. If the vote goes the RCMP's way, Surrey police has said, well, we're just going to quit. And they can do that because they are not under contract to police in the community right now. The RCMP is. All of this is lining up to inevitability, I believe, that Surrey police will continue to be uh, will continue to move towards the Surrey police, and eventually the mayor will have to say, there's just nothing that we can do about it. I, you know, she's digging in, obviously, Jazz, we know that, but this letter is, is setting up a situation where the minister will say, to ensure public safety, we have to go with what we know, the force that we know can meet the conditions, and that's the Surrey Police Service. So um, let's step away from this just for a moment. Uh, you know, we talk about a regional police force one day, potentially for Metro Vancouver and other parts of the province, but we essentially could have three, one for Vancouver Island, one for Metro Vancouver, one for the rest of British Columbia. Does this not, it, this is a glaring reminder for all of us that we should not handle this to, to any one municipality, that any sort of real change moving forward with a regional police force has to be led by the province, not any municipality. The Surrey experience tells you never, ever again hand it to a municipality. No, and I think we had, the community had such little information to deal with uh, when this decision was made, when Mayor McCallum won, and then again, when Mayor Locke won, there was little information known about what the transition back would look like, and all of that is complicated. And any, as you mentioned, Jazz, any seismic shift in the way we do policing in this province, I think it's inevitable we will eventually move towards some sort of regional or provincial policing model. It's not around the corner, but if it's done, it has to be led by the province with input from the municipalities, not led by the municipalities with input from the province, because it just doesn't work that way. And and ultimately, policing is a municipal decision, but there are so many factors at play here, even in Surrey, that the decision that that community makes has a cascading impact on so many other communities. And this is why the province is now becoming more forceful in its words and eventually will become more forceful in its actions because without having this information the minister wants, even this crucial vote here, it it just doesn't allow the province to ensure safety in Surrey but also safety throughout the region and throughout the province. Uh, Any chance you think the province uh, would throw in a little extra money beyond $150 million that BC taxpayers are now uh, throwing in, uh, but is there a potential, you, do you think, for a few extra dollars no. that perhaps convince them? No? I don't think so. You tell me. Like, I don't think money is the issue here. You know, Mayor Locke has not seemed influenced by the money decision. This seems to her to be based on principle. Her belief that the RCMP is best suited for the community, her belief that that promise helped get her elected, and the money doesn't seem to be a major factor in her decision-making. So I don't think the province would be well-served to throw money at this issue. 
uh, because it's not going to change minds in the community uh, when it comes to the mayor and the councillors who support her. So it would, in essence, be wasted money if they do it. I don't know. You may, you may read it different. I don't see money as being a deciding factor in all this. Yeah, yeah even, you know, I was thinking maybe an extra 10 or 20 million, which is not easy money to throw around. But I get where you're coming from. I, I think the minister, like Surrey residents and all BC taxpayers and even certain talk shows, we're all tired of having this conversation. <laughs> it has to come to a, a conclusion somewhere. I'm hoping whatever decision they do make, that it does come to a, cl- cl- a closure somewhere within the next few weeks, fingers crossed, uh, because there's just no way this this can continue um, the way it's been going. That's for sure. Richard, thank you once again, my friend. And I'm sure we'll be chatting about this um, issue uh, very soon. <laughs> Indeed. Thank Nothing you. Nothing like a strong worded letter, though, for the radio, though, Jazz. So well, we'll, we'll miss this story when it's gone. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, it is. It's for a minister. I got to tell you, I'm looking at the, this is about as firm as they get. You know, uh, anything else, uh, you, you'd say he's let's step outside. But <laughs> that's about it. But it is. It's strongly worded. It really is. And I think he's gotten to the point. They all have it. And now it's up to Surrey City Council in regards to whether or not they want to talk and chat and have an agreed set of facts before they vote. So we'll leave it at that. Richard, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Jeff.